You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show. Uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Why do you build me up, buttercup baby, <laughs> just to let me down, mess me around? Worst of all, you never call, baby, when you say you will. <laughs> I don't know what song that is. <laughs> well, you know. What song is that? Uh, why do you build me up? Buttercup, oh my god, yeah. yeah. Fire in the hole, Richard. Fire in the hole to you, sir. We're back. We are back. Back and better than ever. Better than ever. Tanned. Oh, so tanned. So we had our good friend Michael Treader uh, making his triumphant return to the podcast. Yes, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have this gentleman on. Uh, Michael Treader, the filmmaker, uh, the Don't Call Him a Gorilla filmmaker, filmmaker. Right. Um, who don't came and hang out with us. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about war. World War One, World That's War Two. We got a bit history channel-y. Yeah, very history channel in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, Horror. Yeah, horror, two cents, two sentence horror stories. Yes, uh, we talked about a few movies: The Descent, Very Bad Things, Mr. Robot, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, we talked about Jack Nicholson a bit. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> right, <laughs> he went down the line. We went a little bit all over the place, but um, Michael we, talked to us a little bit about his his new web series he's working on. Yeah, Phantasmagory. Phantasmagory. Yeah, which is uh, coming out in the fall, hopefully. And uh, um, if you've seen his other projects, like the, the Carnivore, and um, yeah, if you've seen, um, I'm trying to remember what his first film was called, uh, with a priest in it, uh, Old Scratch. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. Uh, old and the Scrap. Carnivore won a won a, an award recently. The Carnivore, yes, won an award-winning filmmaker, Michael Treader. Now he can say it. He can award-winning non-guerrilla filmmaker. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we we, we <laughs> had some laughs. Uh, we even had ourselves uh, the first official unofficial installment of terrible Facebook arguments. Terrible Facebook arguments. Yeah. So we we talked about the uh, diversity whitewashing casting fiascos that. And seem to be the order of the day now on social media. Mm-hmm. How people are horrible on social media. Yes. And uh, a little bit about comedy. Yeah, that's about right. Stand up. I uh, I shot myself in the foot in a way by mm-hmm. semi announcing uh, a little project that I have, and we'll see if uh, see if we can get it together. I fully support this idea. All right. Well, we'll see. But anyways, uh, yeah. Kick back, relax, uh, crack one open, and fire in a hole. And the hole. Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration. We shall be waiting for your answer. The decision rests with you. <laughs>
Oh, you know, it's just getting it started, so might as well record at any yeah, point. Yeah, man. You're the editor, so it's you not can like just we don't have in. the ability to. Our editing team will take care of it. Yeah, we have just, a great editing team. I gotta say, guys, big shout out to the editing team. You guys, uh, every week, you know, you're the unsung heroes of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Agree to disagree. Well, I mean, for what we pay him, I guess they're, they're all 12 years old. I'm sure. <laughs> And, you know, they're getting better. They're, they're starting to say things in English. It's starting mm. to be really good. Um, and uh, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're really happy with the conditions, you know. So I think, I think I'd like to just take this opportunity to say, what's up, editing team? Good job. Good job. Well, you're finally um, giving them blankets now, so they're yeah. happier. Well, it's a blanket. It's one. Okay. Sure. And they kind of have to huddle together. But, you know, that's what you're supposed to do when it's cold, right? You're supposed to just, like, huddle. That, yeah. That's an emer- that's a legitimate it's emergency. also teaching them teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah. yeah. Sharing. See? See, there's just so much going on there. Hi, Michael. Hello, guys. Welcome What's back. Up? I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Welcome yeah, back. So uh, you came to us here through a, a series of circumstances, but uh, we're happy that it worked out this way. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we were definitely going to have you back on the show anyway, but uh, I'm just it's glad. It's been a while. I just feel like if I I tried true. to plan this with your schedule and all the, the shenanigans you're yeah, up to, it would have I'm been more complicated. I'm always up to something. So, uh, shenanigans. You, yeah, shenanigans, uh, tomfoolery, all sorts. Hullabaloo. 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 Goodness. Um, yeah, man, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been busy. I've been, uh, I uh, shot a uh, web series, my first web series, kind of independent web series that I have did. Oh, congrats. Uh, I'm editing that now. It's in post-production. I'm hoping to have that out released probably, uh, let's say, I don't want to put a date on it, but I want to say I want to have it out by the fall, Okay. something like that. What's it called? What's it about? It's called uh, The Phantasmagory. Phantasmagory. The Phantasmagory. F A N T A S M A G O R I. This is something you made. This is something I made. Yeah, it's something I directed and produced, um, and it's what I consider a literary web series. Literary. It's a literary web series, and so what it is, it's it's, uh, it's uh, without getting too deep into it, because I still want to keep it pretty close yeah, to the, the uh, chest, as well. you know, uh, wet the appetite, as it were. Uh, it's um, tell us your secrets, it's, Michael. It's it's bordering heavily from the great uh, masters of, of literature, so okay. Edgar Allan Poe, H. P. Lovecraft, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, and it's taking uh, their their um, their stories and kind of having fun with them. So, okay, yeah, I heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that is that's that's actually probably more than I've revealed uh, <laughs> okay. oh. anywhere. So How long is it? It's an exclusive. It's eight episodes. Eight episodes. It's okay. eight episodes, and uh, they range from a couple minutes to 15 minutes. Okay. Different actors every time? Different actors every time. Each episode will be a different actor. Each episode will be a different story. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. I think I remember you telling yeah, me we've talked about it just briefly. sort of like the brainchild yeah. version like the rough draft yeah. of this so i figure yeah. it's come a long way since it then. has it has and i'm pretty excited about it I'm, you, so uh, you're cutting it now i'm cutting it now yeah within the next week i'll be cutting it okay and uh, it'll it'll go quick but then there's uh you know post-production is is a laborious laborious uh routine so then there's sound and color and yeah, yeah, all that, all, all the, that, all the fun stuff that really tie it all together. But I'm really excited about it. Did you have a hard time putting it together? Uh, I didn't. We we shot uh, three episodes in uh, December, uh, and then we took a little bit of a break, and then we finished it in early April. So the first week of April, we we finished. We did five more episodes. So it's uh, 
it's uh it's a lot of fun yeah yeah it, did you did it turn out the way you thought it i think so yeah. i think so i'm pleased with it i've showed it to a couple of people and they they are definitely liking it they definitely uh, respond to it um it's it's definitely potentially more mainstream and more kind of um something that people will get into than maybe some of my other stuff my other stuff tends to be more artsy this is definitely something that i think anyone can get into providing they kind of like the stories um like a kardashian like yeah okay i don't know i just i felt that was the right yeah comparison. yeah i mean it, it's it's more accessible yeah yeah um which is exciting for me because it's something that i haven't kind of done uh yet and then doing a web series too is a lot of fun because you get to kind of respond to audience feedback and see what they're into and and i definitely like to do a couple more seasons of it because i think it lends itself well to having more than just the eight episodes yeah and i'm guessing there's no shortage of Stories. <laughs> english literature no for sure for sure to draw upon um and so it's it's something that uh i think i'm just gonna have fun with and see where it goes you want to drop the whole thing at the same time? Or? I haven't decided that yet. Hmm. Uh, a part of me would like to drop it in pieces, as in maybe one on Monday, one on Friday. Because mm -hmm. the way I'm kind of staggering them in my head, it's at a shorter one and like a longer one. A shorter one, a longer one. Um, and so it's a little weird to have a short one on a week, you know, because no one's going to listen to a two-minute thing. Two minutes? Well, yeah, like some of them mind. are really short. Some of them are pretty short. <laughs> That's way too long. <laughs> um, and so I think that having them, you know, to, to a week would be a good kind of way to get into it. You get a short one at the beginning of the week and a longer one at the end of the week. Now, these are all individual stories? Yes. And do, yep. Is there some sort of thread throughout uh, the... There is not. There okay. is if you maybe dug deeply into it. But for the most part, they're mm -hmm. all stories that are... Uh, by kind of definition fantastical so they could maintain they could contain elements of say horror or 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 fantasy or you know it's all very it's it's classical literature at its best it's it's poe it's hp lovecraft it's robert louis stevenson robert service it's all very interesting pieces um and so in that sense they all deal with death i suppose but I'm not going to say my theme is death. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dark. Right. It's a little dark. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, you've always had a, a, a pension, pension, a, pension, a, yeah. right? a for, tendency, yeah, if for, you want to say it that way. For, for the darker side For the of creepies. Things? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And this is definitely no exception. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's uh, definitely, there's a lot of creepy stories to tap into, and I'm all but happy to tap into them. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to really what the reason you'd want to tell a story in the beginning, even if it's not a scary one, is that like surprises are things that are always really that that keep that always work, right? Yeah. Twists, turns. Yeah. Um, and creepier stories tend to work better. Uh, I would say work better than other types of stories for that short format. Yeah. You know, like they have like the. You ever seen those like one two sentence horror, horror stories? stories? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. no. Who, who does that? Uh, it, I think I think Reddit did a competition or something. Yeah, maybe it wasn't officially Reddit, but it like was like in written form. Yeah, written form. Did. Yeah, it looks like a kind of like a meme sort of thing. Oh, it's just it just has like two lines on it, and it's and you have to let the imagination. Kind yeah, because yeah. it's it's like two. It's it's. I'm trying to think of one that I can think of it like as I'll an example. It's it's funny because as on Twitter one time I tried to get something going as a joke, and it was two word movie concepts. Yeah, but it just like nobody understood what I was doing, yeah. and uh, so it'd be like. Um, 
you know, hooker boxer, right? And then you just get it. Okay, yeah, 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 right? yeah, right, right. And then that's the you gotta you kind of have to imagine the film. <clears throat> um, but uh, I think for horror, that's probably one of the reasons why it, it has endured as a genre is because it kind of invites the viewer to do some of the legwork too, it, right? It's well, horror stems heavily from the kind of the act of actual oration of, of telling a story you right know, the campfire you're, story. campfires oh, you're telling a you're telling a story All right richard do it what, what, do you, what do you got okay i can't sleep she whispered crawling into bed with me i woke up cold clutching the dress she was buried in oh nice okay i was having a pleasant dream when what sounded like hammering woke me after that i could barely hear the muffled sound of dirt covering the coffin over my own screams okay that's pretty classic <laughs> <laughs> Buried alive situation, which I think many people can relate to. There's some of those basic ones. Do one more. You get home, tired after a long day's work and ready for a relaxing night alone. You reach for the light switch, but another hand is already there. <laughs> okay. I see how, how this is. Uh, yeah, no, this works. It works. You don't need to do all this like character development and other, you know. Well, I mean, you could, right? But you could. The fact is, is that the the spine is there, right? Right. The spine is there. You've got a hook. You've got the interest. And then now, if the professor character is really interesting, and there's a there's a good chemistry between the actors, it's all gravy, right? Right. I, uh, and it's just like any horror movie is ruined as soon as you see the monster. You know? Yeah. Right. That's True. usually where it falls apart. It's because true. the imagination is what is what really makes things scary. I felt like that about uh, what was it, uh, the descent. Yeah, remember that film? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a sure. good movie. Which I was, was expecting to be garbage. Yeah, right? yeah, it's really good. And it, it was ended great. up being it's really, really like yeah. I never seen a movie with like strong female characters oh, yeah. and and they were badass too. They were badass, oh, but badass. not in that male written way. Yeah. They were just a bunch of women yeah. spelunking and yeah. doing whatever, and yeah. then they just started going Killing weird monsters and crazy on each other, right? And the moment they showed the, the kind of pulled the curtain back, I was like, "Oh, now it's yeah. just a generic movie again." I I always felt that movie was less about the actual monsters and more about like because the the title's clever. The title's like, "Oh, it's a descent." They go into a cave, hmm. but then it's also like this descent into madness, right? right. right? And right. He, the monsters were just there, but you could actually probably sell that story oh you could have checked without out. them you oh, didn't no. need the you monsters did, you could have that's where literally i heard the yeah the 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 needle sort of slide yeah. off the record you yeah. know it was just like oh okay now you're back in general the monsters were just there to make it so it wasn't a bunch of women killing each other in a cave i guess which would have been so much more compelling which would be yeah. interesting definitely a, an interesting way to do it you remember uh very bad things so oh yeah, I yeah. Think, I think I so think is so. that the Christian Slater one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is really where they accidentally up. kill a hooker and everything just and gets goes worse down, from there. Yeah, they start turning on each other as the conspiracy gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's actually, um, it, it's a very interesting film to see, but it will not leave you like in a good spirits. Like once you finish it, you're like, I'm a, you're, you're going to be kind of upset. Like I need to take like, a shower. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that was really unpleasant. But I need I, to rock back and forth in a shower for a yeah, bit. Yeah, I gotta like, go watch some cartoons or something. <laughs> I think it's also the group of actors they chose was like um, really great for uh, Daniel Stern. Oh, okay. You really uh, kind of slimy characters. Daniel Stern plays like the the guy who's like just a bumbling idiot, you know. And then you have Jeremy Piven who uh, yeah. is immediately 
immediately hateable in anything. Yeah. He's just got a douchey vibe to him. Um, and a bunch of other guys in it. And in, yeah, Christian Slater. With one of his surprisingly like good performances. Like he's like... Yeah, him. no, he did well. I like Christian Slater. Yeah, I don't know what happened to this guy. Drugs? Booze? <sighs> Why did he, he fall off the trying? map? He just fell off the map and that in, in a way that usually means uh, drugs um and uh like it, the shit yeah. went to his head yeah. and then I he black, I mean, I got like i haven't heard anything maybe he just made a bunch of bad kind of career choices uh, was he on tv for a while he was on uh, mr robot mr robot that, there okay. was a there was a it was it's a really good show it's about computer hackers but it falls off the rails because it 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 just is a bad show like the last half of it's really bad mm-hmm. you'll like really like it you'll get into it and then the final like six episodes you're like this is a terrible show because at least i thought so i just didn't like the ending um it introduced this twist that was just so unbelievable that it just was like why it just takes you out of yeah, it yeah it takes it took me out completely out of it no i definitely really good i definitely get the impression that he he fell off the somewhere like he just drank or drugged himself into uh to on onto everyone's shit list and because you just disappeared like a ghost somewhere in the nineties. I have a feeling mm. he made a bunch of um, direct to kind of DVD movies, and couldn't get the the feature like the big mainstream Hollywood type pictures. Yeah, but you don't you don't get you don't end up in alone in the dark movies, video game adaptations. Yeah, it's true. Once you've been yeah, at in, on the but he was never a star. Yeah, I would like say Heather's maybe <clears throat> pump up the pump up the volume the the radio one. Yeah, but, but he those was a good show. He was an interview was with the, the vampire of his career. He yeah. had like a small part in in he, like he was he's a character actor. Yeah, keep that in mind, right? Yeah, so, he was like a young Jack Nicholson. He's a young Jack Nicholson, and then, and then he did Broadway for a while. He did uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, really? where he played Jack Nicholson's oh, character. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see that. Yeah, that would have been cool because they're kind of the same person in a way. Yeah, yeah he's a weird clone. Yeah. Although, if you watch anything of Jack Nicholson's, like from his youth, his charisma is is ridiculous. Oh yeah, I love Jack Nicholson. He mm. has such charisma. Like any role he's in, just he can just sit there and stare, and he's like ugly and good looking yeah. at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's handsome and and schlub, schleppy at the same time, yeah. and he's strong but also weak. At like he's just this. Like never, Enigma. there's never going to be another. His hair is always out of place. He's always yeah. just got this like blank look on his face. But you're like, man, he's a good looking man. I wish yeah. I could look like that. He just <laughs> has an immediately captive. And the vo- once he starts talking, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Right. Once yeah. you start hearing that voice of his, like it's, it's like so draw. It's immediately recognizable. And and uh, which is a shame. Why he kind of that? It's a shame that he retired on on yeah. such like a low note. Like his last movie was some really crappy uh owen wilson film yeah i feel like I his opus or like his goodbye movie was as good as it gets like i feel like that was his big goodbye that was the last well, time he, did he departed was... after that and departed was his like hoorah like that was his final yeah but he fu- he fucking he phoned that in it was he was good in that. he though. phoned that shit could have been better but he was good in he, he he could have been asleep and and done that role because like well, he was, was playing himself. But Jack yeah. Nicholson always plays himself. Sure, but like when he plays <laughs> like Bruce Willis, uh, like Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce I mean, Willis. Bruce Willis is always himself. It's just always Bruce Willis. But if you watch him in as good as it gets, yeah, he's still extremely Jack Nicholson. But yeah, he's he's also like he plays gets into character. He's like this um, 
what's that the phobia yeah he's got uh it's not ocd germs, it's, it's like the cleanliness thing yeah, yeah he's, he's like a germaphobe and he doesn't like people he's got agoraphobia i think he doesn't like being outside yeah like, it's he's all an author just, you know, and yeah yeah there's a whole there's a character there that he actually gets into and i feel like that was really the last time he gave yeah. it a gave it a, a go yeah. but it certainly he can hold his uh head high um, I did a bunch of movies after Bucket, uh, but after The Departed, yeah, the Bucket List. But they're all garbage. I'm though. still here, and how do you know? Yeah. yeah, they're just all retirement movies, though. Yeah, are they? Yeah, yeah, they're all like movies about being old or yeah. rekindling yeah. an old flame or old or being old. Or there was talk. Uh, Warren Beatty um, is going to be super nerdy right now. Warren Beatty mm. made a. He is Warren Beatty hasn't made a film since like 1990. Yeah, seriously. I think. Wasn't it Bullworth? It like uh, or something, or it was like some I don't remember what it's called. But uh, he, for the last couple of years, has been making like a biopic on Howard Hughes, uh, and apparently it's finished and it's coming out now. But like no one has seen anything about it. Like it was like super top secret, top, uh, top secret, but it like has a bunch of actors in it and stuff. And it was supposed to have Jack Nicholson in it, and it was supposed to be like Jack Nicholson's like final film in a way okay um but i don't ask howard hughes or it's howard hughes like it's it's warren Beatty's take on howard hughes i guess the more interesting part of howard hughes right it's less about i'm a hollywood filmmaker and more about i'm crazy and i'm drinking my piss in a in an apartment right? okay lovely probably is that a thing Howard Hughes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Howard Hughes. Yeah, he went full. He, he went, went full off crazy. The, yeah. Off the rails yeah. fully by the end. But it's one of those classic genius. Yeah. Well, he had, man. yeah, he had a lot of issues, though. Mm. Uh, he had, uh, I don't, I'm sure he was diagnosed with something along the lines without actually being diagnosed yeah. with it. Like he was I mean, it was the 1930s. Or... It wasn't like they didn't. Like, <coughs> yeah, oh, they you're just crazy. Used, they used well, to give you a, fun with a shot of yeah. lead. A lead. Or, <laughs> or uh, we're just going to give him electroshock. Give him, that'll, the, that'll, give, him, give him the asbestos serum. Yeah. Or whatever they give you something, <laughs> like not only did they have it wrong, they killed you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like they couldn't even leeches. Be, leeches will do the trick. They couldn't even be ineffectual. Yeah, but leeches have some medical applications yeah, even today. Maybe. Like they yeah. they won't cure you of anything, but the bloodletting thing does actually have some medical applications, right? Um, it's just that we can do it more efficiently, efficiently and cleanly <laughs> now with like the intravenous, this and that, and the other thing, transfusions. But unless you're a Jehovah's Witness, but um, otherwise, like, yeah, not only did they get it wrong in the old days, but they were like, yes, apply this burning steel to his eye, and it will cure his, you know, gout. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You like didn't work. Yeah, I always. Uh, it's, it's not working. It's like, not thinking about your gout, though, are you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the doctors of that time were just like guys, butchers, trying to yeah, just trying to figure out. Okay, that didn't work. Speaking of horror films, I have notes somewhere for a, a horror film that I wrote that is set in the 19th century in the, during the Civil War, and it takes place almost um, <coughs> exclusively in like a tent, like a, mm. like a field tent, yeah. and you can just let your imagination go from there, because that in itself is like a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, movie. for sure, for sure. But Jesus. that happened. Yeah. yeah. And it happened a lot everywhere. My, my, my favorite... I mean, it's not my favorite, but one of the stories that always sticks with me from the Civil War era was that a doctor in those days was uh, was considered a good doctor, not by 
how well they treated people, but like how well they could saw off a leg. Yeah. They literally called them sawbones. Yeah. You know, like if you could get a leg off in 20 seconds, oh, that's a good doctor. <clears throat> right. Yeah. No, there was no, no such no such thing as uh, there was. Was this pre-penicillin? I think it was. It must have been. Or just around, or, just before. Yeah. Certainly they didn't have it to, to, to do it on the field, right? Yeah. Well, I'm during, I guess, a war as... as gory and gruesome as civil war yeah. as the civil war it was like, like the, the colonel's uh ambulance right? yeah probably had some yeah morphine yeah and whatever he else probably had the good stuff and everyone else was like no you can, can, can you hold a gun okay you're gonna shoot it again so get back right. out there no that that is one of the darkest fucking humans like i mean all wars are disgusting and horrible and but when you start to think about this madness of of, of having to have clearly you need a doctor right yeah. and it's not uh, is someone going to walk through your door it's how fast can you can you like cut them and and ship them right they literally used to call it the butcher's bill yeah right they used the the captain or whatever would ask you what what the butcher's bill was at the end of the day and like can you imagine like a 10-hour stint in the middle of you know virginia somewhere uh in a tent <coughs> And uh, you're just all day. You're that's, just drinking and sawing people's fucking legs off. That scene from uh, and, Jesus. And arms. And they're all screaming <clears throat> for their moms. I don't care how cold of a doctor you are. Like, how do you not go and take your own life after a day there's, of that there's shit? That, there's, there's that scene from Dance with Wolves that always sticks. Oh, they the did it really scene, well. Yes. The opening scene of Dance yes. with Wolves where they, they saw off the guy's leg and it's like, you know Kevin Costner lying there, and he's next. And they're like, "Okay, we're going to go for a drink." And he's like, oh, "Fuck this! You're not going to solve my leg." And he, you know, tries to ride his horse across the, the right. field and stuff. But it was just like the blood of that scene was just. And he puts his mangled leg yeah, back into his boot. Yeah, he's got like an, uh, a bullet through his leg, and he puts it in a boot. You know, he'd rather die than lose his leg, right? You know, yeah. so, oh, it's rough. Yeah, because that's true. Everyone <laughs> remembers all the Tatanka. No, that scene, the op- and that's an opening the scene. Opening scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, it's a great story. And you ride out. Your, you go with your your date to dance with the wolves. You know, yeah. you're going to learn about the Indians and, and love in the prairies. And then you get this <laughs> scene about blood and Kevin Costner. Another, the other Whoa. Civil War movie that I feel... And really then everybody gets scalped in that movie, which is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's that that movie is gory as, as, as hell. I don't remember the scalping. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that and I just it first. I was like, I can't. Last this of the Moicans had a lot of scalping, but... Yeah. But Dance with Wolves was more so. Oh wait, yes, yes, I remember now. the The other movie that I remember a scene from that really captured the horror of the Civil War, um, I think, was at the beginning of Cold Mountain. Okay. Where it starts with one of the last engagements, one of the most brutal Civil War skirmishes, mm-hmm. and uh, Jude Law. Yeah, he's but he's a Southerner. Okay. And there's this like it's it's the most horrific fight because they all get kind of trapped in this muddy kind of like gorge and they're just like they're basically it's like a soccer match where they're trampling each other and there's like the young kid literally being like trampled to death while getting like a knife run into his chest and the mud and the blood and the screaming and the hopelessness and he can't do anything because there's too many people and it's just like horror on earth, you know. Jesus. 
and then after that all you hear like and then there's like the chipper you know yeah or whatever but probably wouldn't have been that one no but i mean like always cuts to like the marching band and that's kind of something that's even left over from that era in the in the schools now yeah is the civil war style marching bands i used to hear that it was like it was like a really big uh war crime to kill that guy the guy that would play the the, 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 the drums the drums or whatever like you couldn't you, sh- you can't shoot that guy. like you're not supposed to shoot the drummer like, yeah boy? yeah on either side like each side had a drummer boy and you couldn't shoot really? him he was like exempt that makes sense just like <laughs> so it's like the two left guys are having a drum off at the end of the day but day. it's also like you, you had the flag bearers too that yeah. like that defied understanding like running into the battle with the that whole that whole like era of of warfare and it even stemmed into into I mean, my one of my World War One is is such an absurdist war because yeah. you're you're literally you're fighting it was these whole, like wholesale pseudo steampunk tanks yeah and then you've got a guy on a horse with a sword well right see, they had airplanes fighting people on horses like it was just a weird war because well, you have like the Civil War of America which was essentially still steeped in the Napoleonic yeah. Chess, yeah, yeah it was the leftover wars, revolutionary kind where of columns of yeah, guys are yeah. just walking into each other there's like no strategy yeah, beyond yeah. like moving columns around on the on a map and then slowly they started to get it like lincoln yeah. f- realized hey what if uh what if we just fought he was like, <laughs> i don't know if it was lincoln himself but yeah. i think one of his captains or whatever because the, the the reason it lasted so long the north should have just crushed the south in like two weeks mm. but the problem is when they defected all the southern generals were called home and these are all guys that trained at west point together right and all the strategic geniuses just happened to be southerners right, right? i think that was uh like i think that was robert e lee just not just lee like, but like he was a big one because he yeah. should have he should have fought for the yankees well he, he was went home and he ended up fighting for the south he was actually mm. going to fight for the north yeah but his the problem was the line was drawn behind virginia yeah and he said i can't live i cannot lift i will not lift my sword yeah again because he'd been he'd end up having to fight his own if it hadn't been for virginia he would have led the north the the union troops and they would have crushed really it's kind of like two weeks not that i'm a big hockey fan but it's kind of like hockey you know, all the good like uh, Canadian players or whatever go to the states because right. there's more money there. And then <laughs> yeah. when the Stanley Cup comes along, oh wow, Florida won the cup or whatever. And it's like, well, no, Florida didn't. But okay. But I mean, as <laughs> as entertaining as that story is of the rabble being led by all the smart guys and then dragging that war out for four years or whatever yeah. it was, um, the reason that that the generals mattered so much was because it was just this face-to-face Napoleonic nonsense where they just literally batteries and cannon fire into the into the often killing your own men stuff like that and if there was fog everything was fucked and I think one of uh, Lincoln's men had this like idea he's like guys guys hey I had this idea uh, what if we took the best marksmen from all the units and formed like a super sniper unit and it was the birth of the sharpshooters mm-hmm. it was the first sniping unit ever but that was like a huge breakthrough for them to actually think about instead of just walking into each other with bayonets like hey why don't we just put these the really good shooters on the hill and have them pick off the commanders and maybe we'll win a few you know and so like you said going into world war one 
full industrialization happens. And suddenly the same 800 assholes running to take the hill are not contending with 600 assholes on the yeah, other side, yeah. right? They're contending with six guys and a rotating Gatling yeah, gun, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And which they had during the, the Civil War, but... Yeah, all but the, not at that. Yeah, no. They didn't have the... It's like the submarines they had at the Civil War. The ironclads, they, yeah, the yeah. The ironclads, they sunk all the time. But they're super interesting. They're super they? interesting, but they never really worked. They would just like put a bunch of people in a metal boat and see if they we can get chi- across. They, they had chimneys. Yeah, they had chimneys, like snorkels. Like yeah. it was like, <laughs> who built? Who would agree? <laughs> you're right. Probably more people died just like oh, I'm sure. because of the machinery was not. Yeah. And you're right. You'd had well. The f- there's a there's a lot of uh, articles and pictures of the first weeks of the World War One. Yeah. Because World War One, what people don't remember about it is. It was a war everyone wanted. Yeah. Like now when war breaks out, everyone's like, oh, shit. No, no, no come on. Stop it. Can't we? Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Can't back, we all just get along? <laughs> back then, like that war was anticipated and cheered on by the crowd because they hadn't had war in a while. And they, there was this jubilation. There were these huge parades in the streets. And the 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 men were getting like married off, and they're getting laid, and there's parties being thrown, full balloons, and there's pictures of the troops like going to the front from different Allied powers, and they're wearing like capes, like fucking pimps. They look like seventies pimps. They have like feathered hats, n- no armor anywhere. They got to design their own costumes. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> they're wearing like like Super musketeer heroes. hats and capes, <laughs> and they look like like. It basically looked like the Pride Parade, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're all marching off and high-fiving each other. And then week one, yeah. when the, the heads started in, in, coming in off. In the trenches. And the, the brutality of it hit. And they realized how this is not going to end over by Christmas. The, the soup helmets went on like yeah. extra yeah. quick, yeah. you know? So that was, yeah, the horses versus tanks, like you said. It was, it was this crazy war. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Nothing. You turn Ho- back. Wholesale death. <laughs> yeah. Senseless yeah. wholesale death for, for, for I don't even know how many years. And then they had themselves another one a couple of yeah, years later. Yeah, yeah. And then, understand. like, they, they were like, okay, that's it. No more war. And then they send their kids to war, basically. Because it almost worked out that anyone who fought in World War One, depending how young you were, you would either go into World War Two as an officer or your kids would fight in the war. Jesus. Mm. Like Imagine it was, that. It was just, you know, okay. Well, that's screwed up. I guess that's what we're doing 20 years later. That's, that's another okay. war. <laughs> yeah, so let me show you. But World War II was kind of like, I don't know. Do you believe it was, because they keep talking about it as it was the last good one, the last noble war? World War World War II Two, yeah. is what they call the Great War, correct? Or is that World War One? I? I think the Great War is considered to be the first one. Okay. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Which is the, probably Because the it was war. really between the, like... It was the, I, it's the, it was the first first great war, right? It was the first yeah. time there was a, a full international okay. conflict okay. between powers, and by two there were it was basically. T- I uh, think I think in the sense, Survivor you, Series. To, to answer your question about <laughs> oh they said it was the the last good war is that what you is that what well your World War Two like every time like they talk about Vietnam or the Gulf or whatever they always people are like well you know. World War Two, we they still we still knew what we were about and it meant yeah, something. Yeah, because I think the ideals were different. You know, you're going to fight Nazis. 
Nazis are clearly the bad guys. Well, they, they right? really are For clearly the now because cartoonishly bad. we've been educated into Yeah, how, that's true. That's true. But at the time, I wonder how clear was that, that the Nazis were... were I mean, coming from a, a German background like myself, I mean, I all my ancestors fought on the side. They were Nazis, but they fought in the German army. They were in the German... Uh, you know, and, and they were there fighting. You know, uh-huh. they didn't really have a choice. Um... They didn't talk about it ever now. Yeah, seriously. Do you have any living no. members of your family? No. Have you ever talked to any of them? Uh, they would be very mum about it. They wouldn't talk a whole lot. Um, because I would of hear, they were ashamed of yeah, it? Yeah, maybe a shame or just of... You'd hear the occasional snippets of like war stories, but they'd Such be as? very... They'd be like funny stories. Like my one, my, my dad's dad, my, dad, my opa would tell stories about how he... Uh, uh, one time was jumping uh, uh, a fence to run away from, I guess, they probably, I doubt it was the Americans. I don't know where this Probably was. the Russians. Probably the Russians or, or, or something. And uh, he got shot in the bottom of the foot as he was jumping over the fence. And he was like upset by that. You know, like they could have, they could have like shot me anywhere. Oh, they like just, it was a, yeah, it was like, a bitch wound? Or? Yeah, like it was like, oh, I can't walk. That's now. not hot. You know, like, like, yeah, like yeah. I, they could have shot me in the butt or the back or the head. You know, they could have, I could have had an, a real wound kind of thing. And maybe it wasn't like a real wound, but it was like, this is a stupid wound. It felt dumb. You know, <laughs> or he'd talk about how he'd get attacked by dogs and stuff. And he'd just be like, what? I'm in a war. I'm getting attacked by dogs and stuff. Okay. Like it was just. So you don't like, know where like, they fought specifically? No, no. Um, uh, I remember when they pa- when he passed away a couple years ago, there was a bunch of medals that he had. I know for for a fact he had, uh, for instance, an Iron Cross, which uh-huh. is there. That was a is, classic World War. Yeah, the, uh, that, that's the classic. Uh, the war, Kaiser uh, symbol. Yeah, the German. You got injured in battle. You got an Iron Cross, kind of thing. It's a Purple Heart, I think. Equivalent, maybe maybe it's a little different, but it's. I think that's kind of what it is. Uh, and then they all disappeared. No one. I'm assuming. One of my my uncles must have took him or something. Right. But I remember always being like, oh, this. like you would have liked. To yeah, I would have. Li- I kind of would have liked. But that you need those. to go no further than like Hungary. Yeah. Where for some reason every um, uh, memorabilia shop <coughs> has, has has a swastika somewhere. All around. this Nazi <laughs> f- uh, fucking junk left over and yeah. Soviet stuff, obviously yeah. tons of Soviet, but like. Like Hitler Youth knives, uh, yeah. they have all this yeah. junk because the tourists uh, love this stuff for yeah. some reason. Hmm. Um, Lemmy, Lemmy loved that stuff, and you got it. Yeah, Lemmy was big on that, but I, I never understood if it was supposed to be ironic or if he actually liked it. He never was into at all the ideology, and he spoke about that very clearly. Because because Bowie, David Bowie, was steeped in that a little bit too. Really? Yeah, in the in the in the in the I think it was the seventies. He was accused of a lot of things, and it was one of them was that he had Nazi ties to Nazi sympathize, like he was sympathizing with the Nazi party. Really, and uh, but it was like all very like because you got to remember that Nazis were tied into like uh, not necessarily. I don't want to say white supremacy because that wasn't what David Bowie's comments were about. It was more about like the eugenic side of it, maybe. Oh, the whole, okay. like you know, he like, had some ideas. Yeah, like it was like oh, you know. Maybe we you need breed to perfect two arrays. perfect people yeah. together, and you get perfect people, right? right. Supermen, mm. Ubermensch. It was very right. like, which is not even a Nazi idea. No, right. it, it totally just adopted isn't. It to- that. It's eugenics. I mean, eugenics is 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 is, is, is in a way intelligent evolution. Yeah, it's how you breed Dude, German stuff- shepherds. 
shepherds, right? Right. Or horses. Right? Or, I mean, horses, or, or horses. Yeah. It goes back to like the the the, the Greeks and the Romans. Yeah. So. You get two beautiful people together. They're probably gonna have beautiful offspring and slaves. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that's true. Uh, slave, well, slave breeding. That's where the eugenics I always, came in. With I humans. always remember seeing like. The, the the hot cheerleader and the and the jock and they'd have like a kid in high school and the kid would just look ugly so yeah i i, I it's true. yeah i guess it's maybe not true i don't but, know what the numbers are on that honestly but yeah. maybe when they're older we'll find out they're that. more <laughs> they're, they're gonna be but I've seen the opposite too i've seen very ordinary parents yeah uh, uh yield like a like a gorgeous child like a, yeah. just a, a child that already you can see they're a grown-up uh, they're gonna be hot when they're gonna be grown-ups. Yeah, they don't even have like a baby face. They already have like a little handsome adult face. Uh, <laughs> it's just that it's in the, it's trapped in the toddler's body for now. Yeah. Yeah. But it, give it like fifteen, twenty, and they're gonna be uh, ruling the roost. You know, they're gonna be getting the modeling contracts or hmm. the promotions. They're gonna be the next Gerber baby. The next Gerber baby. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, this this stuff is uh, always interesting to me. I just I wonder sometimes if I had a time machine, you know. Uh, I I'd, I'd love to know what the mentality was of the. This is pre-internet, mm, pre mm-hmm, pre mm-hmm, phone, mm-hmm. telephones, really in the in the households, TVs. Were people really all aware that the papers really just? Well, have, yeah. What, I mean, what, what did people think in this age of, of of Facebook sharing, where we just share everything, and everyone's so like they know everything, you know, whether they actually do or not, they shared it, so they know it, you know, yeah. they think. Um, yeah, I mean, I doubt that your average person, average kind of farmhand in Ohio was like, yeah, man, you know what Hitler said the other day? That guy's a bastard. It was more right. like, you know, it was probably more kind of secondhand. Like it was very much like, oh, this is what we're doing now? Okay, let's do this. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody probably came down to your your little cowpoke town and told you that, you know, we need the boys because... You know the the Kaiser's doing this. And yeah, the evil doers. The, the evil do the Krauts are doing this. Well, and their their propaganda was more direct, probably too. You didn't right? have any sources to check, yeah. really, right? Yeah, you had one source of of propaganda, and it was probably your government. Hmm. You know, it was the Americans saying, "Beat back the Hun with victory bonds." You know, and so you go, "Oh shit, I gotta buy." Oh yeah, that's I right. I gotta that buy victory bonds, thing, right? Yeah. You know, the Germans were very good at their propaganda. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were really yeah. good. Well, because the, the Germans actually, you know, they kind of like perfected it in a way they yeah. did they yeah. were like oh we gotta control they people would, uh, they, <laughs> we would, got- they went beyond that like uncle sam wants you yeah to kind of thing, yeah oh yeah it's more vietnam war yeah era, I yeah suppose, they but. would uh, apparently do these flyovers mm. and <clears throat> drop pamphlets on like british troops and and it would say like um why are you fighting us? We're we're you're you are brothers yeah, to us. Yeah. You are Aryan. You come yeah. and they were sort of right because yeah. the, a lot of the yeah. British stock yeah. is Germanic, yeah. right? Yeah, we originally. were talking about that with Charbel. Um And but it would say like, uh, do the right thing. Put your gun down now. And it would start listing almost like a job description. It would start <laughs> listing off all the. Benefits. We got benefits over here, man. Here's our here's our <laughs> surrender package. Yeah. You will be fed the same as the troops. You will receive medical care, and you will find yourself back in, in, you know, amongst your loved ones within three weeks, guaranteed. Just come and turn in that gun, and you know, and it's it was like this friendly, like you know, let's not fight, right? Yeah. And that, that's clearly that didn't work. But I'm sure a couple of guys started sobbing in the trenches, and yeah, or at least, like, or at least being like almost questioning why they were there. Yeah, because right. they suddenly the, the the ridiculousness yeah. of it set in. 
and like, I don't want to kill you. You don't want to kill me. Why are we here again? Yeah, I was wouldn't put it past the Germans to actually honor their word for for anyone that did actually turn themselves in. I wonder if that actually happened. Because Ger- Germans apparently, even as occupiers, they weren't like they're clearly like we're in charge and we'll carve up yeah. any troublemakers. Yeah. But yeah. they apparently, apparently, and I don't know this for uh, for hundred percent sure, but apparently, historically, they were the least barbaric to their captives. Yeah. And the Russians like the apparently of war had a sort of thing. Yeah. Like they weren't raping and pillaging. Well, yeah. I mean, look if at look catch, at look at look at uh, Nazi occupied France, right? Yeah. Like it was still a country. It was France just with under uh, occupation. Like right. it was under military rule. Yeah, I mean if you resisted, what have you ever yeah, seen if you that resisted, before? you'd if you get wanted shot. to be But if you just yeah. want to live your life and farm, yeah. I mean, and I'm might sure, ask you for your your food every once in a while. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure they took your shit and some people got like uh, you know, oh yeah forced into labor oh, yeah for sure but you know it was by but apparently they were a lot less likely to do like if you had horrible. blue eyes you were good to go <laughs> very likely <laughs> very likely and that's another thing i wonder you know again without this dissemination machine without it having this like direct contact 24 hours 7 how many of the those troops beyond wanting to serve their you know the the fatherland and their you know their hometown and you know everyone's counting on us how many were like yeah let's get the jews yeah let's kill them all like how many were they were they really in on this program yeah i uh, i i would i doubt it was it feels like it could not have been that many it, of them I, I i yeah i think it was a couple people high up yeah and then probably it just good, kind of saturated there was down. probably a good a, a lot of people that yeah. were in total Totally yeah. In for oh it, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Totally. But then once you're like commander off, your commanding officer is telling you to, you know, yeah, do that's, stuff. That's it, dicey. You, you kind of have to listen to your. And that's where the propaganda machine yeah. in Germany yeah. was really good. Like that. That whole. Uh, that well, whole campaign about the Jews being closer to the monkeys. Yeah. Right. You get stuff. the whole. You get the whole like, like uh, they where like, they drew the Jews with the big ears and like they almost do yeah, the like, like diagrams and stuff. Right. But yeah. they had like fake. Anatomy yeah. diagrams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were measuring skulls and like they were phrenology. Like, yeah. yeah, there was like a science, like a pseudoscience, pseudoscience around yeah. it. Yeah, no, they they went deep. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, in its own way, it's brilliant in know? a completely like, fucked up way. Yeah, from I mean, an ad- a, like a pure advertising standpoint, it was probably very effective. One of the especially most, especially with like the uh, you know un, uneducated yeah, masses. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. A lot of you're getting you're getting farmers to carry guns in war. They're not going to be the most educated or critical of or any critical. ideas. They're going to go. Like, oh, oh, this is what's going. Oh, shit. oh, a scientist. Monkeys? He's, he's wearing oh he's wearing God. a lab coat. Yeah. Well, we still he's, do that today, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. Four out of five doctors choose yeah. crest. Like yeah. we just, yeah. and it literally says at the bottom of the screen, "This is an actor," and you're still like, "Oh, uh, yeah." Crest and then you wonder, you wonder about this one actor, this one doctor that's questioning crest right is he the one that's actually like yeah who the fuck what does he love halitosis or something (laughs) or does he know that it's you know bad for you that's one of my favorite which was invented which was which was invented by the uh mouthwash people what halitosis halitosis really that wasn't that's not a thing it's like the female orgasm it was just made up to sell stuff I'm kidding. Uh, kidding. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> joking. That, but joking. But, but halitosis is not. It's like, not a thing. It's, it's not a thing. That's just a word they made up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad just, breath. It's just bad breath. It's really? just like it's it didn't just, exist before. Like so, there isn't that bacteria thing. Well, that, there might be bacteria. There might be. 
But, but like they halitosis sounds a lot worse. Oh shit! Do I have, I've got halitosis? Right, Doc. Yeah. How, how long do I have? <laughs> it's funny. six months. You Unless you use Crest, I think it was Seinfeld that would, would, was making fun of these the names for some of these conditions and how insensitive they are in the wording, like uh, halitosis. Uh, you know, like make the, the you know like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. need to pronounce it, and you know you got a uh, lisp. Or if you have if you're getting nose job, it's called a rhinoplasty. Like you're already sensitive about that part of your body, but now they're gonna literally call it a, like like you're a fucking rhinoceros. Because it's, it's supposed to make I think I think what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to make you feel yeah I should get rhinoplasty because I do have a big nose. Right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of making you feel bad about it. Seriously, if I didn't need rhinoplasty, I, I a stupidectomy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> But the, the the word lisp, like yeah. lisp, you can't say it if you dyslexia. have dyslexia. You can't say lisp. If try you try it. saying dyslexia. Try if, spelling if dyslexia. dyslexia. Oh shit, that's true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's what the fuck are they doing over there? <laughs> but uh, just as a closing thought on the on the Nazi thing is one of my favorite pieces of of history from that era is this very famous picture. I don't know if I'll, I can find it. Maybe again, and it's of a Hitler like rally speech. And it looks like ones you've seen a million times of history channels with all arms in the air. You know, they're all mm. seek hiling him. And he's either on the standing on top of his Rolls Royce or whatever. And there's a circle around this one German guy with his arms crossed yeah. in the crowd, like dead center of everyone's like full seek hiling. And you can just see in his face that he's like, this is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> he's like, there's a, he's like I, fuck this guy. I thought there was <laughs> a story. He's like right in the center of it. And it's like so it's so meaningful you know like that's a guy that's a that's a man's man like that's a guy who knows what he's about you want to think that, that you'd be that guy you know you'd want to be that guy there's, there's a hundred thousand people you see kyling and you're like i don't know Meh, i'm not convinced I'm gonna, i i need to see uh, you know send me something in the mail a part a part of me thinks there's a story behind that but i don't know it so i'm not gonna sure but honestly like like he maybe didn't have a right arm Something like no, that. no, his <laughs> arms were crossed. I could do, like I feel like he is the representation of this minority that we didn't hear from that were yeah. like uh, that that did were like Hitler's fucking stole our. But country. then you're you know he went was dragged away, and shot probably. Maybe, maybe, or maybe uh, he was just like resting his arms and he had actually been see Kylie with both arms <laughs> ten, ten seconds yeah. before <laughs> he was doubling down like yeah, Hail Hydra, yeah. and then he was just like, all right, I need a second and. <laughs> And they took a picture, and now he's like, "Oh shit!" Now he got his house taken. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't know it from some of the things I've said over the years, but I like people. <laughs> I do. I like people, but I like them in short bursts. I don't like people for extended periods of time. I'm all right with them for a little while, but once you get up past around minute, minute and a half, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of there. So, I very, I very conservatively, very conservatively, very on the down low, um, started working on something um, based on your encouragements over the years. My encouragement? Yes. Oh, uh, you've been you've been harassing me. About, I don't. Uh, I don't encourage him. No, he doesn't. I, that's why I nothing keep good around. can come yeah. of it. Yeah, it's yeah. a balancing yeah. act, you yeah. know. Yeah, Rich you brings need, you me need, up. Yeah. you tear me down. Yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle, I find uh, I peace. find peace. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been actually compiling notes for uh, for like a ten minute stand 
stand-up routine. A ten minutes stand-up. Ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm estimating it ten minutes. Mm. I thought it would. I could do. I, I was like, I can write half an hour. It's no problem. But I was like, it's actually much much harder to do than than I thought sure. it would be. Well, you could probably do it. It wouldn't be funny though. Yeah, but like I thought the material would. I think carry. it'd be funny, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> I only have about. You tell him down. I'll, I'll just build him up. I'm, you I'm, him, I'm the little devil on one shoulder. Can you, you let him uh, build me up first before you destroy me? Yeah. Anyway, you I'm, can do anything you want, Jason. Thanks. You just have to believe. You can try. The sometimes the only way is through. Um, yeah, I have a, I have roughly about five minutes worth of stuff. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, so I'm very excited to hear this. There. Yeah, if I can get to ten minutes, if I can get to a solid ten minutes. Um, and I rehearse it a few times, and I feel like there's a thing there. Then I might, I might uh, investigate that uh, whole, uh, you know, getting some peeps together, finding one of those clubs that'll open mic night. Basically, let you get up there if you if you bring a couple of, you know, boozers along. Yeah, sell some. It's not, oh, hard, I, it's not hard to find boozers. Yeah, we know some boozers, yeah, right? We can, we can get, get a couple of people together. together. Yeah. yeah. I'll cheer you on, and Michael will boo you on the stage. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Yeah. The, so the objective is not not so much to. It's it's. I'm not gonna. I don't want to do it a disservice by going in half cocked or in a. Oh well, this isn't gonna work, but I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna give it a real go, right? Mm. And the idea of it is that afterwards, you just won't be able to hold that over me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for those that don't know, I've been trying to convince Jason to do stand-up for over five years, maybe has more. Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe more. A few times. My memory yeah. is spotty. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I convinced you to do a podcast just to warm you up, you know? <laughs> oh, that's what you did? You convinced me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All so, right. uh, so uh, uh, what, kind of, what kind of style of comedy is this going to be? Well, um, I... I just like with filmmaking, and this is something you'll relate to, or maybe you've never had an issue with this, is that um, I've always tried to entertain people when when I socialize. Half, you know, at some point when I was young, it was because I was insecure and I wanted to make sure that the person's time was worth it, so that I tried to give them some content and make it worthwhile to mm. be my company and stuff like that. But then as I got older, I just realized that's just the way I like to communicate. Um, but with film, and especially after we had uh, Ara Ball on, is a uh, which is a, was a great episode. He talked about how he went through this whole phase of filmmaking, and then he realized that none of it was being true to him. That he was just doing what he thought he had to do as a filmmaker, and then he suddenly like woke up and just realized like, wait, no, the stuff that I consider mundane is actually the stuff I should be addressing. You know, I don't know. Have you ever have you had yeah. that struggle? Yeah, yeah kind of find yourself missing the plot when you want you, to do something yeah you don't value your own stories and then and you kind of take a more natural approach to things yeah you keep you know, then this is the where i've ever ended up in blocks is because i've overreached and i've tried to create this thing that would immediately call to attention but i always run into traps because i realize i'd be writing about stuff i don't necessarily master or hold right so the, the way i approach the comedy thing is i would just i started taking notes because I realized I would just realize things or think about things. And I think that's how a lot of comedians do it too. Yeah. They just napkins. And in this case, my iPhone's my napkin. You know, I'll just like uh, uh, just type down quickly something. If that I, explains all the, the buffalo wing stains. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah, I was waiting for someone to do that. But thank you for making it harmless like barbecue sauce. It could have been much worse. Um, 
but yeah, so my goal is to sort of do it uh, based on just my own, exper- my own experiences. Cool. And not, it's based it on like just experiences or observations that I make every day, but that I think could be funny. And I just need to trust that that may have some. I'm, I'm sold. I don't know. I'm going to try it. I'm sold. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, no. I'll, buy, I'll buy a couple tickets. I yeah. just, I feel like if I didn't do it, I'd, I'd, I'd be mad at myself. And I can make all and kinds I would of, also be mad at you. Yes. <laughs> or I would continue to be mad at you. <laughs> Continually support me, but be mad. At <laughs> but also be mad. But disappointed. Yeah. But you know, I mean, there's a bunch of things you can't do that for. Like, you know, if you, you have regrets or whatever about like, man, maybe I should have given, you know, uh, curling that go when I took curling that year in school. Like, you know, there are things that physically you can't engage in at, after a certain point because the, you missed the window. But I think this is something that's completely attainable. Stand-up, at any age, right? Yeah, stand-up comedy is uh, hard too because it's it's Tough, like it's yeah. it's like you're one performer, you yeah. know, you're one person kind of selling your art in yeah. a way. Uh, filmmaking is a is a group thing, you know. Even that's the even, other attraction to it, right? Thing. Like even, but even like, oh, I read a novel. I'm writing alone in my basement. Yeah, but you still have people that you kind of, you know, you still have a, an editor. You still have a publisher. Sure. Stand up comedy, you're doing your thing, and then you're doing your thing. Like that's it. It's one person. So that's I. That's admirable. And I, that's that's I one of the top fears that people have is public speaking. Public speaking. Yeah. 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 So when you're doing a film, it's kind of all ahead oh, of time. Oh, see now, now Jason's you... sweating. He's like, oh, what do you mean? I got I got to talk in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just I'm curious too. I'm curious if I can do it up there. Yeah. Or if it's all if I can only do it in no low in low risk environments. Yeah. You know, uh, can I make it work? Or you might be better in super high risk environments. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I just I want to give it a try, see what'll happen. Uh, Probably take a few times just to like get comfortable with it in that situation. Yeah, but clearly I'm not going to get it the first time. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's like a um, and we've talked about this before. It's it's like a form of group hyp- hypnosis. Mm. You know, like those hypnosis guys. Power who, suggestion. If, yeah. If if, if you and, think it's funny and and people think it and a, you know a couple of people think it's funny, everyone's going to think it's funny. Yeah, and you have yeah. to like lull people into this yeah. like yeah. false sense, sense of, of security. Sense of you will find this or, funny. You and, will find this and they funny. have to trust you yeah. to like take them on this journey, sort of thing. So you gotta. Yeah, I mean, I think that if if someone doesn't like you coming into the club or whatever, yeah. they're not going to laugh at your jokes. No matter right. how funny they you are. Need, yeah. You need everybody to kind of like you yeah. and yeah. be on, on, on board. Which put is you to why it. comedy clubs sell alcohol, I think. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too. And also, like, you're you're abandoning your yourself yeah. to this person. Like, I trust you to direct my thoughts for the next, yeah. you know, 15 yeah. minutes. Take, or me on a, take me on a little trip. That's it. Yeah. One of the things that I, that appeals to me, too, is I listen to a lot of comedians uh, in interviews, you know, and I listen to them talk about the craft and talk about their experiences. And I often find myself really enjoying the, uh, the, the stories about how they like to they love to tell stories about when they bombed horribly. Right. And how badly they got destroyed early in their career. And there's like a weird catharsis there that I would really I feel like if 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 you can go through that. And if you can somehow let it shape you, mm. that you could reach this place where, like, you know, if you can stand in a room full of people, like one guy I was listening to today was talking about how the worst thing that ever happened to him is he literally had a fan punch him out on stage, right? Because he's like a white guy, but he grew up in New York and he was in a multicultural environment. So he 
never felt awkward about doing cross-cultural, cla- cross-racial humor. Oh, this is Michael uh, Richards? Uh, no, this is not Richards. This is a, a younger guy, <laughs> okay. Schultz, I think his last name is. And um, he ended up just doing stand-up, and he didn't realize when he went into this town that there were like three waves, three different setups. You could either get your like hipster crowd who would politely applaud and slap the knees and kind of enjoy themselves. Uh, you've got this like um, uh, evening date kind of scene where it could go either way. And there was like hood night, right? Where like the Dennis got the hood night. Yeah. And he went on in the hood night, but he wasn't intimidated by it because he's like, yeah, I grew up yeah. around black people. I didn't give a shit. He's like, but I went a little I, I did try to do some crowd work and I hadn't mastered it yet and I pissed off this dude and he just this Puerto Rican guy just like <laughs> clocked me in, in right on stage he's like after that he's like there's like literally short of someone shooting me or stabbing me on stage yeah you're good to get go worse. yeah I, I there's some part of me that really envies <clears throat> this power of standing in a room and having the worst social situation happen to you and you walk it off yeah, like mm. I, I feel like yeah, that's I get really that sense when I hear a stand-up comedy, stand-up comedians talking about their their craft or the, some of their war stories. It feels very much like somebody who's been through the ringer. Yeah, and then one of the biggest fears that people have is no longer a thing. Right? Can you imagine like, what a therapy that is. Yeah, like, like I can't imagine getting mad in the traffic ever again after that. Right, <laughs> you'll just laugh it off. Yeah. Know? You know, yeah. I embarrass myself in front of two hundred people. I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah, oh, right. I thought I thought you had a story about no, 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 no. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had to get up in front of people or? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good at public speaking. I mean, I I've uh, you know worked on enough films where I'm you know all of a sudden talking to forty, fifty people, you know, and they're all secretly thinking I'm doing a terrible job. Um, I certainly was. Yeah, well. It happens. I mean, I like. I was a first AD for many years, and 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 that's a job where it's a bit like stand up. It's a bit like stand up, uh, in that you're you're just being a jerk all the time. You're kind of the <laughs> you're kind of the perpetual warm up guy. Yeah, when you're and, the first, first and, uh, assistant director. In yeah. a way, everyone thinks they can do a better job than you. Uh, okay. Right, and yeah. and occasionally you'll get this guy coming up to me going, oh, "I wouldn't do it this way." And they go, "Yeah, but it's not your show, so guess what?" Yeah. Um, Anyways, give it up for this director. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then uh, the director comes out and he's got a warmed up crowd, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, that's actually a really good. He's like the opening act. Yeah, hmm. right. To, yeah, uh, you love him. You loved him on this sitcom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know him from yogurt commercials, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Treader. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, like, uh, I've done like uh, speeches at weddings and stuff like that, but uh, nothing beyond that. Um, but I'm pretty good with crowds. I think. Yeah, you don't get nervous. Um, I think I work through my nervousness, and I think I say something, some things that I probably shouldn't say because I'm very much like, oh. A filter? What's that? Um, I'm fine with it. I just I don't know. I mean, I when I you seem you're more like stoic than I am, though. How so? In that you just are more like we. I I think we have a lot in common, you and I, in that sense that we're both kind of this European kind of like we both always have this resting bitch face we're both very serious people do i do i have resting bitch face? yeah i would maybe on so. set richard do you I, think no 
I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's no. I've never. Okay. I, I've never really okay. seen. Well, okay. I've been on a couple of your sets. Yeah. When I'm in the zone. Yeah. I mean, You've I've seen me fully comfor- comfortable yet, though, and no. I do go into a place in my head. Like, you can't yeah. tell me that if you're just sitting on a, on a patio somewhere having a beer, you look approachable. I've often been accused of looking right. like, angry. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm. I mean, I have big eyebrows, so I'm very much like a, a person that just sits there and always looks upset. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I always look upset. I could be the happiest. Uh, yeah, you, you know, smoke a pipe too. That doesn't help. That doesn't help. And you have an old man pipe. Yeah, and I'm kind of like an old man at heart. <laughs> he does. Um, he really does. His big beard. Uh, oh yeah. And the beard doesn't beard help too. either. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but that's a thing. Um, Looks like a Lakota commercial. <laughs> so, 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 uh, there was, I was making a point here. Yeah, resting bitch face. Yeah, but I don't remember. I was connecting that to something else. And Jason's oh, more stoic. we're both stoic. Like, uh-huh. like you're, you come across as like you're always thinking, whereas I talk more. <clears throat> okay. Does that make sense? Maybe. Like, I, if I have a couple of beers in me or I'm drinking a little bit or I'm in a crowd where I'm nervous, I use that as an excuse to talk more. Right. I don't see you doing that. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really thought about it, okay. What how okay. I come off to other people. But I do know that a lot of times when I meet someone or meet a group of people, they tind- kind of tend to... I get the feeling they're looking at me a little bit like um, they're not sure what to make of me. There's the, the, the ambiguous racial thing that they can't mm-hmm. quite identify yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. The turban doesn't help, Jason. The turban, yeah, yeah. And the, and the dagger yeah. that I wear on my on my uh, on my sandals. You're not in shoes. That's that's in style. <laughs> so those work. But I get the impression that when I light up and I start joking around, for sure, there's this like big release. Like people get re- like I see relief in some people's faces. They're like, oh god, okay, okay, he's a joker. He. But I think you have to be life. comfortable for that to happen. Uh, Whereas I think I channel my incomfortability as me talking more. Okay. I don't know. This is just me observing. This is my. I wouldn't know what to tell you. Okay. Um, okay. I'm. I'm looking to Richard to, to, to back me up. If you. Here, if you. If, if you, <laughs> Richard's like, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> if, if you throw me into like a a group of people, like I generally, I I can. Okay. I can tread, uh, uh, fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know you in the like more of the professional context. I don't. Go I there see often. you. You know, like I. I spent some time on some of your movie sets, but I was just. Lugging some stuff around. <laughs> you hate me, don't you? <laughs> you never. You keep bringing that up. There's a, something a, wrong. A roadie. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, uh, but you you have a you have a knack with the crowd. I, I would say so. you have a knack for public speaking for sure. Public speaking? I don't know. I know. I know that I, I made use of it. I did. Maybe I did a little stand up already when we used to work together. Absolutely, I, you did at, at uh, that company. Why do you think I'm convinced that you can do that? Stand-up? Because <laughs> That's I what know. sold you. Yeah. Because I had to. Totally sold. I I had to um, keep all these people like motivated, and I just had to come up with nonsense all yeah. the time. So were you were you, you were you were breaking and dropping watermelons all day long, like Gallagher. Well, practically, yeah. Prop, no, but prop, we, I'm a prop comic. What do you want? We we co-managed at this at this company, and uh, very quickly, Richard. I mean, he he's the one that brought me in along with one of our colleagues, and he knew that knew what my strengths were, and that certainly it wasn't reporting Mm-mm. or doing clerical work or strategizing yeah, yeah. or doing any of the managerial things. Jason, you're going to motivate the troops. That was kind that's of his, exactly that's it, how yeah. he shoot me in, right? And at the time, I didn't understand what he was doing, but 
I realized that, yeah, that's kind of what you, I was You do to. have a way with people, so I could definitely see that being a, a thing. And people used to love it, too, because yeah. they wouldn't have to work while Jason yeah, was talking. Yeah, that's mostly why they loved it. That's why it's not a good barometer for whether I, oh, I, I can do stand-up or not, because uh, they had the incentive of being able to be off the off the phones while I was going on and on. About <laughs> yeah, it was the <laughs> optimal situation where you have like the very friendly crowd, because they would just be like, Asking extra questions so they didn't right. have to go back to work <laughs> and stuff. Um, um, uh, just wait. I have another. Um, uh, really important. Uh, but deep down in the after, you know, in the aftermath, and looking back on those days, I'm uh, any shame I may have had over wasting time. Actually, uh, I think about it. I'm like, if I made that company waste money under the direction, under the the yoke of that upper management crew that we were working for. Yeah. I feel like it was a little bit of a revenge. No, it it wasn't it wasn't any kind of a waste. It was yeah. motivating everybody and whatever. I changed, every, changed every, <laughs> everything was covered while that was happening anyways. Right. It didn't make it like a difference. Okay. Know? It's just that certain companies are I wait, I can't tell I can't tell if this was it made a difference. It didn't make a difference. Well, it didn't make a difference from a productivity oh. standpoint that you take an extra ten minutes to motivate the troops. You oh, know? I see. Okay, whatever. So. <laughs> like what you were doing didn't make a difference anyway, Jason. <laughs> I just it it, it amused me, <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to be amused. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did some uh, some epic talks. Did we ever talk about the Oz one? Oh man, I don't know if we mentioned that. <laughs> I don't think we. Did. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I started talking about it. <laughs> he would go on these tangents. And then I would just be, I would be looking in horror and amazement, uh, wondering how he was going to bring it all home as, oh, okay. like, as he goes off on this tangent about like Star Wars or some other popular cinema thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I think the, I think the scenario was, I think the scenario was that, uh, the, they, we'd had a new batch of employees. Fine hole. Fine hole. Yeah, we just got a bunch of new employees. <laughs> ah, excuse me. <laughs> um, and I was trying to tell the troops, kind of like, you know, welcome the new people and help them out and don't be afraid to answer their questions. And, and I th But I was watching Oz at the time. I was burning through Oz. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that uh, that kind of Oz. Yeah, that Oz. Yeah. Okay, not like Australia. Oz. No, 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 no. no. The, I was the, like, oh, I thought this was going to be PG. The vicious, vicious not PG. prison show from HBO. <laughs> and all that I kept, the only metaphor I could summon was the when the new fish arrived. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I'm just like fully into this, like you know, it's like the new fish in prison. You know, you gotta. <laughs> And then Richard, I could just see Richard like, on, like his forehead's all shiny on the other side. And you just look at him, you like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? I'm like, giving him like the abort, yeah, abort. Yeah, you're giving him the light, you know, <laughs> yeah. the red yeah. light at the back of the the, the red light, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, anyways, I don't think anyone knew what the fuck I was talking about anyway, so it, there was no harm, no foul. The, 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 the new guy's like, am I gonna get raped? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to. I, I was so satisfied with my metaphor until I realized I was essentially telling the older employees to, to horribly, horribly abuse the new ones under the false pretenses of mentoring them. It'll be good though, guys. You'll uh, you'll all yeah. feel a uh, team team. You know, there yeah. are all kinds of Star Wars, Obi Wan, Yoda metaphors, <laughs> I recall. But it's true that they needed that because it was such a it was such a like dark place. Uh, uh, like from a soul standpoint in a certain ways it was very 
uh, mundane. As most kind of, you know, legit nine to five jobs are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they got but no you, love from anywhere else. So. But you were very good at lifting people's spirits, and you were very approachable, and everybody loved you, and mm-hmm. so it was a very friendly crowd, but you definitely had them eating out of the palm of your hand. All right, all right. Now you can tear me down. <laughs> no, I got nothing to say about that. You got nothing to say. No, right. no I'm good with that. Well, anyways... I, I fully did. support this uh, this, this gonna, new venture, I'm and I, I, will, I will also uh, help in any way I can. I think I could... I could do some writing for you. I, I need five hundred dollars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, if, if what did you say you would do some writing? Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, that was our plan. I mean, uh, originally, yeah, but I the original like, plan five years ago, yes, was that you were going to go on stage and we would write together. Okay. Well, uh, what are you writing? These jokes? We'll, we'll yeah. write the jokes oh, together. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. you, you always yeah. have like a yeah, like a, yeah, like a co-writer, a co-writer, someone who, who can workshop who, the who ideas. Really with. has a fear of talking in public. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, the genius like, behind the the, the podcast is yeah. like a, you know, this is a stretch. Like, this is a stretch for me. Oh, that's why you're buried in blankets. <laughs> there you go. But uh, honestly, and I'll bring all the people to your show. All right, all right. I'll like, be like your agent. You'll be my. Also, you're gonna set yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll set it up for you. All right, we gotta talk about it, that. The, can't be hard in this city. To it's do not. It. It's, it's not. a comedy town. It's yeah. a comedy town. It's a, where, it's a. It's an arty town that is full of people just wanting something to do every there's much the worse places you could try comedy in than Montreal I have, I have two friends that went and did the yeah. open mic thing and they do it brilliantly yeah. and all you have to do is like bring 10 to 15 people oh that's easy that you know into the into Just the have club have a couple more kids Jason and then you get like your own <laughs> 10 minute set and it's you get you get a warm up act then like another comedian comes on and you come on do 10 minutes and then yeah. another one comes someone there to pick up the pieces if you if you bombed yeah, yeah exactly yeah. no there's a whole and support anyone going to an opening night which in this respect is all your friends yeah. kind of know what they're getting yeah totally. you know they're not getting super polished acts they're getting probably cheap beer <laughs> Yeah, right. regular like, price beer. Regular price beer. Well, cheap quality. It's like <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go in there like I own the place, yeah. right? And I don't want to start getting like uh, pipe dreams right off the bat. I want to be very sober about it. But at the same time, it's it's something you said, Richard, that really I took to heart. Which you you said something like, well, you say a lot of things that I uh, I take to heart, and you think I'm not listening. Hmm. <clears throat> but you said you were something. Listening? Yes. I have no choice. Have you seen the size of my ears? <laughs> um, you said something like, you know, don't have so much rever- some, the reverence for it is going to keep you from doing it. Uh. That it's a good thing to have respect for a craft and whatever. But I feel like in filmmaking, it's blocked me a little bit s- some ways that I have such reverence for the craft that if I can do it in a, an acceptable way, um, then I, I, I keep myself from, the, from doing it. Mm. And I think that's something I admire about you, Michael, is that even though you, you'll, you'll, no offense, have, won't have a pot to piss in, let's say, mm. in, in, at a particular time of the year, it's never stopped you. Yeah. You've just, you've just made it happen. And that's, I think, I admire that greatly about you, uh, is that you've just kind of gone for it. And this is kind of an attempt also to just go with it, you know? That's cool, man. Yeah, if you put anything on, like, too high of a pedestal, then it just becomes you, unattainable. You're killing yourself. You, you're just sabotaging yourself right away. Right. Yeah. So whatever. There, there it is. I'm going to give it a try. Do it. And uh, anyway, it's I'm, a, I'm I, encouraging you. If I encourage you. Then, oh uh, shit! Oh no! The devil on your shoulder just encouraged <laughs> you. Wait, but that he could be leading me into a trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't care what happens. <laughs> yeah, like I just want to be there to see it go down. <laughs> yeah, like. Whatever happens, I just want to be there. Okay. Well, so if anybody wants an invite to this uh, this event, send an email to fire in the whole podcast at gmail or. 
Contact us on Facebook. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll send out some invites. We'll send out some invites and I'll do it. And We'll uh, pack that house. <laughs> we'll pack it to the brim <laughs> and we'll lock it down. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. I, honestly, at this point, I'm completely game for it. I feel like I'm I'm enough in my own to do it. What the fuck do you have to lose, man? Yeah. That's Seriously. true. Yeah. It's going to be a room full of your own friends and a few other people and just go up and give it a shot. Yeah, but I feel like no matter what happens, I want to maybe Worst try case, a couple of Worst case, you embarrass yourself in front of your friends. Best case, you get a pilot on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm just there for one-off. There's all these guys, like, grinding it, and, you know, and been, they have their shit down and everything, and, and I just happen to land the night that there's a scout around. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Jason, I want to talk to you about... I want to offer you a three-picture deal with, uh, with uh, Eddie Griffin yeah, yeah. and... Uh, and uh, Kevin Hart, you're like, what? I can see that. I'm <laughs> see that. I'm not funny. <laughs> you have to let me out of this. I'm not funny. No, but uh, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I it's either not. this or I just spend the next uh, ten years doling out this this these kind of comedic bits on uh, as quirky Facebook uh, replies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and uh, and and you're doing no that effect. for free. So yeah, I'm doing that for free. You, you know, no one well, gives a shit about those. You might as well see if you can get a couple bucks out of it, right? Right. Yeah. Terrible Facebook arguments. <laughs> you you definitely want to talk about this, aren't you? <laughs> no, you've been you've been itching all, all night. <laughs> no, man, let's, no, let's no, get no. into it, man. Don't I'm, have to. I'm game. I'm game. Let's do it. You want to talk whatever. about it? The, this week's terrible Facebook <laughs> argument. Uh, Danny, we're gonna need to get you need to get on that jingle for a <laughs> yeah, exactly. terrible Facebook argument. Yeah. So we'll this week in, was. We'll put it in the uh, post. <laughs> there you go. We'll 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 uh, we'll splice it in or something. Uh, Doctor Strange, which is coming out uh, at some point, as one of the few movies Marvel is making this year. <laughs> right. One of the you know they're just trickling out one by one. They're really mm-hmm. not giving us the. They're not because well, really they own sp- the market, so they can just you know. I'm kidding. They're fucking like it's wall to wall Marvel for the next. Well, yeah, 10 years. but they also again they own the market. Yeah. So they are staggering it intelligently have you seen the doctor strange uh trailer trailer yeah yeah i'm not sold on the trailer no. but uh it's very you know whatever it looked but, kind of standardish. yeah yeah it did it didn't excite me i mean I, i'm excited about the movie i love doctor strange i'm surprised you're even doing the character uh the, the 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 trailer didn't strike me as anything like oh now i really have to see it um but yeah uh, you know i'll watch it yeah i think the the, the main obstacle, of course, is like nobody knows this character really. Hmm. Right? Yeah, they, they might even they might maximum know what he looks like. But yeah, yeah, I doubt that. You think uh, Engelbert Cumberbund will do a good job? Or? I I think he'll do a decent job. It depends on their take on the character. Okay. Um, his American accent. I think pretty it's good. Humperdinck Emberbatch, actually. Yeah, uh, I think that's his actual. His mistake. American accent's decent enough that he can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really just depends on. The well, there's really nothing to compare him. it to, so no, I no. saw the the pictures. Like he, he looks, he looks like the, like the character, the which is yeah. fine. Yeah, more I mean, so than any other character uh, so far. Uh, yeah. After Vincent Price died, that's it, right? Because <laughs> Vincent Price was essentially <laughs> he Doctor was the, Strange. the model. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so once he died, well, they didn't have anybody else, so he's pretty close. Thank right? God they didn't go for like Jim Carrey or something. Yeah, I remember they wanted Keanu Reeves. He was on the short list and oh, I dear God. I really liked that idea. I know why because you're a masochist. Yeah, um but <laughs> like as much as I didn't necessarily like John Wick. Oh my god, that was horrible. Uh 
I liked his character in John Wick, and I think that kind of could have potentially translated into a decent Doctor Strange. I I don't think you know Doctor Strange. I know enough about Doctor Strange. They're also not doing like Doctor Strange. They're doing a version of Doctor Strange. You got to yeah. remember this is like this is like the um a certain style of Marvel. It's not like yeah. the classic Marvel. Well, they've never listen, they're just like Iron Man, there's never been no. a character yeah. there. So They have nothing to compare it to. Uh Cumberbatch uh has has the is, opportunity is, is to kind of setting the bar exactly he can do what robert downey yeah uh jr did for iron man so we'll see maybe he'll bring something to yeah. it uh, yeah that's going to be like signature and then that's going to kind of stay so anyways like, yeah i digress go on no you no go no 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 anyway yeah so uh this of course now the new trend is that the moment any movie comes out that has any costumes or whatever in it or is a story from elsewhere immediately the social justice warrior patrol and the the email the sorry the social media outrage begins over some aspect oh the hair piece oh there's not enough women no there's too many blacks not enough blacks and of course this time the controversy surrounding the ancient one who's supposed to be kind of like the your classic old man in the mountain sage right that i think is supposed to be the one that kind of bequeaths yeah he's basically like mr miyagi yeah, I think he might have been the previous Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And it's like a mantle something. that gets passed on yeah. from, from, right? And then uh, because was comic was written in a time where it was perfectly acceptable to stereotype Asians as wise men. And actually, that was close as you could get to a compliment. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, they were like the menace, the yellow menace or whatever in the Cold War days. Mm. Fu Manchu. <clears throat> Fu Manchu, exactly. exactly. Um, they cast Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. Which I was okay with. I mean, Tilda Swinton, right? Like, who doesn't like yeah. that? But yeah. But it confused the shit out of everyone. And it was perfect fodder for the hashtag whitewash, like, uh, you know. Have you, have you seen Snowpiercer? Not no. to go off on I a I have, yeah. So Snowpiercer, Tilda Swinton's in that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's unrecognizable. She's yeah. all in makeup. And and I don't want to say that she's she's pretending to be asian but you know she's got this kind of like look to her where she could be asian yeah like right? kind of a buck to she's thing. yeah she's got that stereotypical kind of like oh you know her eyes she's got these glasses and her teeth it could almost be bad it could be bad it's uh-huh. not she's not playing an asian but there's like elements to her there's character. a look yeah and snow is her. is is a lot of it's a it's a i don't know if it was a korean uh yeah, it's Asian uh, made. It's 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 Asian. Yeah. I, I think it might be Korean. Um, but she was unrecognizable in that. But then you get her playing an Asian character, or usually an Asian character, and she looks just like a shaved-headed Tilda Swinton. And mm. I think that's my problem with it. I didn't want her to look Asian. I just didn't want her to look like Tilda Swinton, if that makes sense. With a, with a bald cap. Yeah, it's literally like... It doesn't even look like they shaved her head, which I'm sure Tilda Swinton would have been okay with because she's kind of crazy. Mm. Uh, they they <laughs> just kind of put a beanie on her and was like, okay, you're just going to talk in a Tilda Swinton voice? 
Yeah, it's very odd. Like I, I felt like her character in in that bad Keanu Reeves Constantine film was better, where she played the angel Gabriel, where she was kind of uh, unisex. Yeah. She had this David Bowie vibe going on. Right. Yeah. It, uh, seems, it seems similar. But here she's literally just Tilda Swinton with a bald cap. Well, the irony of all this is that they very likely cast that part for a, a woman uh, to try to diversify and add some women to the cast of what have otherwise would have been a bit of a right, sausage because there are no women except for like bad ladies like, yeah there's, there's a couple like, of like he's like, got a couple like arch villains who are women but yeah for the most part Doctor sexy Strange sorceress does, types yeah in like a unitard or something but yeah there's not a lot of no there's no females no. Uh, his sidekick oh, that's the other thing that nobody mentioned right yeah uh, his sidekick in this is, one is, is black is, is, oh no the, the, his assistant in the comic book is another bald Asian guy. Right, which who is cast. They who, haven't shown him yet. No, I think... The it's black the, guy is playing Baron Mordu, who is a white guy in the comics. Wait, no. Isn't the black guy his sidekick? No, no. Because they're running around the, together His on sidekick the is Wong. Okay, so... Who's the, who's the little so, Chinese oh, guy. Oh, so he's going to turn into bad Mordu yeah, later. yeah. So they're friends first. Is yeah, the, oh, I guess okay, so. Okay, yeah, it's kind of silly. I don't know. Anyway, the point is that I just, I saw, I read an article uh, about this and what it specifically zeroed in on is that immediately they got a reaction from the director asking why they did this. And he gave this really bizarrely uh, honest response. I think it was a writer. I don't think it was Maybe it was a writer. It was a writer. <clears throat> but it was a really um, honest response, like maybe even accidentally too industry honest, where he all but said this is done to optimize our chances with the Chinese market because that's basically the make or break market now for Hollywood films right the whole like because the the original character was Tibetan yeah and they didn't want to offend they didn't want to offend China China because China does Tibet yeah yeah they don't recognize Tibet as being Tibet right yeah so they for for fear of not of offending the billion plus people in china who could make this movie a success or not and as of next year the chinese market is bigger than the u.s market yes so like they can't afford to piss off that right market from a business standpoint from a business standpoint and we've already seen it like uh the last transformers movie that no one cared about made a, the, a the bunch Mark of money. Wahlberg one yeah well, some of it was even shot in china specifically so that they would uh have and uh, Iron Man three, they put like uh, they split, put a Chinese reality star in it or something. They put they inserted yeah, specific yeah. like Chinese uh, scenes. scenes that yeah. were right. only for that market. And they um, de-Chinesed uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who is the villain? Right. Mandarin and, is supposed to be Chinese. And actually, mm. the last Transformers movie, I don't know if you saw, uh, was just sued for not having enough Chinese something in it, like not having enough Chinese elements in it. The la- the the one with Wahlberg. Yeah. The one that literally went to China, like the Transformers film that almost basically took place in China, is being sued, I think, by a Chinese company for not featuring their Chinese company enough. Whoa. This is getting bizarre. So now it's just becoming weird because now it's like it's not not even product placement anymore. That's why that was my whole comp when I posted the article. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. I'm like, what's next? Like, Like, you're, 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 you're. It's one thing, oh, man, you got a, a certain beer in your film. You're a sellout. Yeah. Now you're literally selling out to countries? Yeah. Like, that's... Like, what's next? Like, uh, Avengers, 
19 like we're gonna get a, a, a you know communist musical in the middle of the yeah yeah just to just to appeal to or the, they're gonna start the, putting a manifest like like uh <laughs> propaganda into it that uh, you know to appease the like just it just it's a really dark road that i see coming and i don't and i wanted to i reacted to that but of course it turned into a terrible facebook argument as immediately it was hijacked by some of my friends that um i love dearly but that take on a very odd sort of tone when they when they debate online and uh immediately the battle lines were drawn right so it it somehow turned immediately into a feminism thing yeah which is really weird yeah which is really weird because it was a male character that was is now being played now by, playing a female. by a female so you'd think that the feminist would be a blo- would be applauded. okay with it right. unless tilda swinton is supposed to be a man in it and then it's weird mm. but the tone of the article was such that like somebody had said like oh we would boohoo mra whatever and then all of a sudden it became like a it, and feminist it was, thing yeah it, like they couldn't decide if they wanted to attack this thing based on a feminism issue or, or on whitewashing white, the or whitewashing like which, which high horse do you right want to be on yeah and, and i and i even made a comment to that effect i was like you know i i don't like this uh, the the weird irony in hypocrisy of this whitewashing hashtag movement because when like okay and then immediately somebody posted the john oliver bit where he talks about whitewashing in hollywood and i completely agree with that you know like the for sure i don't buy this we can't find top asian stars you have to remember like a lot of people go back as far as say breakfast at tiffany's with the whitewashing thing where they had uh, mickey rooney playing uh the japanese most offensive japanese ever super offensive but you have to remember this is 1960 Hmm. Yeah, I doubt there were Japanese actors, and if they were, they were more. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think that was. There was no crossover at that time. Yeah. with stars, right? And there was no awareness at the time yeah. too of like being like, offensive. Um, uh, John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Weird casting. Could never but, pull it off now. But unless Ridley Scott was making it. Yeah, but yet you get Charlton Heston playing. Uh, uh, ben Hur, sure, that's but that's kind not of a, okay. That's kind of he's Jewish, maybe. <laughs> like, is that? I doubt it. But like, uh, to play like a Jew, that's as, as long as you're white, like you can still kind of pull it off. It's it's just weird. I it's I still think offensive that, probably like, on some levels, but there's certain eras I find where things become, I guess, socially acceptable because at that time. They didn't know better. Like, yeah, there's a lack of awareness right? at the time. Yeah, like Lawrence Olivier playing Othello. Right, but yeah. that was in interesting. full blackface. That was that was interesting. I mean, it's, well, it's not it's, blackface. Well, yeah, because it's Lawrence Olivier playing it's, it's Othello. Toner. <laughs> no, because the I mean, the blackface is really like that sort of. Uh, oh, okay, okay, know, a, a but he was he was different. He was makeup. Lawrence was Olivier like, painted black. Painted black, yeah, with like dark right? with dark makeup, but dark yeah. makeup and blackface are not the same. Yeah, it's just right. Now it's, that's it, true. Now they're considered one in the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, um, but I just think that like at that time, like sure it was weird, and it is weird, and we should look at it and go, oh, we shouldn't do that again. But I don't think you can discredit 
the films of that era for no, being of course weird? not. No, it just they've aged badly. But one one thing yeah, I heard it's like uh, special effects. Max, yeah. Max Landis, the Land, uh, yeah, yeah, Landis yeah, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One point that I thought he made that was interesting because otherwise I thought he was just covering his ass in that he's video. He's weird, that guy. He's interesting, but I just thought he was kind of uh, trying to protect Hollywood in that statement, which is weird. Well, no, no, he's an up and coming. Uh, yeah, but like, I don't think he's ever going to get a job in Hollywood. No, he's doing well. He's got gigs. Don't worry. Okay. He's he's okay. he's his dad alone secures him a place in the Hollywood. But uh, he did bring up a really good point: is that they had there was a whole uh, uh, surge of of Asian actors in the nineties in Hollywood. You had Jackie Chan, yeah. Jet Li, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucy Liu, uh, Chayon Fat. Uh, there was just like there were Asian. There were even like Middle Eastern in the, and and Persian actors appearing in things. And, you know, Tony Shalhoub and a bunch of other guys. There was really like a, a visibility starting to happen. And then suddenly it just went away, right? Because... I don't think that it went away. I think they just found different venues. Yeah, but like you normally you haven't someone who For kind sure. of carries For the sure. torch. Like you literally don't have like... Uh, like where was the next Lucy Liu? Or where the was replacement the next... killers comes to mind, right? Like right. you don't get that anymore. You don't mm. get like a... A matchup. Chow so. Yun-Fat coming to lead a actual feature film in america anymore that right. doesn't happen yeah yeah and, and 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 the thing is like what's crazy about that is like i have no problem with someone deciding that a character in, in dr strange uh, because their race was not necessarily a huge deal it's there's the character there mm-hmm. like and they want to switch it up i still find it a bit manipulative but overall i don't have a huge problem with it yeah, yeah. Fine. but when you cast it when you you set a movie in egypt or in in ireland or like they would never do the reverse they would never cast a bunch of a bunch of arab guys to play like uh ira terrorists well right, you know yeah. but but okay but then you're you're which i now want to do obviously because for, it's hilarious for, for for a second though i want to i think play devil's advocate in the sense of of saying okay but you have mel gibson it's okay for Mel Gibson to, to play Braveheart. He's not Scottish. Right. Yeah, I think the right? problem is not whitewash. It's Ameri- I mean, American wash. It's American wash. It's not whitewash. Yeah. It's it's specific. Well, not even American. It's Brad Pitt it's playing an IRA. Specifically. Guy. Like, it's. it's Think yeah, about it. Yeah. Ira- like, it's Brad, okay for Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt to play. Brad Pitt played Devil's Own Irish and you know, a terrible Irish accent. The United Capro can play a South it's, African guy. It's being, it's right? being racially intelligent. <laughs> Right. You can cast a Korean guy to play a Chinese guy. You probably shouldn't in this day and age. But they age. probably do it but all the time. you can. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub's played every it's Mediterranean being, race. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I don't think he's even Mediterranean. I think he's Lebanese. Maybe like partially Lebanese. Like yeah. I think that his percentage is so, you know, <laughs> which is why he probably gets away with. It's like John Totoro. Yeah, he gets cast a bunch right? of things, and he's terrible, by the way. When they cast him like as a non-Italian, yeah, yeah. never, I never yeah. buy it because he's like so New York. He's that typical. He's just terribly Coppola kind of guy. I think it's being racially intelligent. You know, you don't get a white guy to play somebody who's not white, right? Wait, I'm well, not, not sure. I not, in, your... not in this like, day like, and age. Like, it's, it's just like you can't go back to 2002 CGI. <laughs> You're right. That's like, a good point. Yeah. Right? Like you can't go yeah. back to so rubber Spider-Man. 1950s. It's, yeah, exactly. You can't go back to 1950s animation. racial sensibilities. Like, yeah. Like yeah. you're not going to see some guy in brown face or black face unless or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If, like Tropic Thunder, right? That's it. Uh, and that's and the, actually yeah. be able to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. now we are more racially aware, I guess. People in the 1960s were like, oh, there's a bunch of 
brown people talk, every cowboy talk movie yeah with the indians right that that's just your standard they're all puerto ricans <laughs> it's all puerto ricans or or not even puerto in fact uh what's that movie with um from um orson welles um with um the famous one with the crane shot opening citizen king no um charlton heston oh 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 yeah where he played the mexican yeah touch, touch of evil touch of evil right yeah. which is a classic until you start watching it and you're like, oh, it's Orson Welles. It's going to be a classic film. And it's 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 literally Charlton Heston playing a Mexican. In brown face. Yeah. yeah. With like a, in, in black and white, too. Yeah. But with like the toner. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the he's, weird, he's like in gray face. And they make, yeah, they made him gray face. They give him the little oily, oily hair. And, and he's got like a little mustache, like a little Mexican mustache. Yeah. So you can't suspend your disbelief at that point. You don't, you don't buy him in that role. No. In the same way you can't go back and watch starship troopers or some right. shit and believe that that's real i understand if you love an actor then you you can forgive him from crossing lines right well but it was I, acceptable at the time in this day and age i don't think uh I, it's not like i'm mad that they cast kingpin as um black in the ben affleck version of it because there's other problems with that film but <laughs> that that was I always come back to that example as one of the most token uh just very blatant pandering to diversity issues well, I, kind of I, casting? I think that was less about that more about not actually understanding the character yeah but that was just a very clear cut like they were like, like we need a big bald guy yeah but they cast like this sweetheart fucking yeah, guy yeah because they just literally they cast the first bald big guy that they can think nah, of that was a very I felt the like that was the very, green mile yeah stuff, yeah like let's yeah. just get the guy from the Green Mall because he was he's laughable. Like seven feet tall and he's bald. But he was like <laughs> laughably, laughably not because he's he's like yeah. hamming it up. He's like, ooh, well, he just come here, mad mo-. You he know, can't do very, evil. You no. know, he just he looks like a big teddy. Like he would just yeah, be, yeah, come <laughs> and here, he man. is because when he was alive, he but, was a big teddy bear. So Did when he I die? yeah, yeah, he died, man, a heart oh. of a stroke or something. Yeah, shit. <clears throat> but um, he won an Academy Award though. Which is no, he, I think he was nominated. I don't think he won. I think he won for Green Mile. Man, look it up. Um, get, I, get your assistant to look it up. Yeah. Mm, all right. Can you send a text to the team, <laughs> the research team that's on waiting Perfect. on standby? So, like that's that was an example to me of of a beginning of a dangerous trend of the pandering, and I understand that it's hard to differentiate between uh, representing. And trying to diversify yeah. things like my what's your favorite trash show that you watch that's awful but you love to watch it? Oh, I like the Amazing Race. Amazing Race, okay. For me, it's the Arrow. <laughs> okay, okay, like okay, it's yeah. literally I just yeah. like fall asleep on it. I love watching it, even though it's 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 just so badly edited and it's just the storylines are just yeah. crammed up into each other. And every once in a while, there's like it's almost like uh, Jewish Jewish sensitivity moments that are just pain really awkwardly sandwiched in but why because they're, they're clearly just trying to have characters okay. that okay. are like jewish okay. and of other religions and kind of not making it christian all the time you know and christian centric right mm. so but it's just done so clumsily where there's someone talking and they're twirling like uh that what's that candle the, the, the six the six the menorah no, what's it called? Dre- no, not dreidel. A, a dreidel's the, the, the top. I wish Eric was he- were here. Or uh, he died in 2012. 2012, yeah. Uh, and shout out to Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, shout mm-hmm. out. Yeah. 
So they'll have a, two characters randomly talking about a plot point. And he'll be holding something that's very Jewish. Holding centric. like some yeah. Jewish religious item. You're like, oh, you know, well, no, no, no. You can't. Don't call it Christmas. And, and you're like, oh, God, this is so. I know what you were trying to do here. And I appreciate that you're but trying with, to be diverse. Was, was but, like the character Jewish? or Yeah, like it, not. It was it was not enough to make this one of the characters Jewish. But she has to like drop it something about like, by the way, I'm Jewish every other episode. And I get but why like, they're doing is it. Is the original character? That's what I don't understand. Is the original? I don't character, even know like, if like is Black Canary is is she actually Leibovitz? Like no, I it's 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 like the sidekick character, uh, the love interest. Okay, who's like the computer or was hacker like girl. the actress Jewish, and they just decided to correct whatever. Okay, I, I'm just I'm illustrating this as an example of a of a thing that on paper makes sense, and I like it, and they're trying to. Uh, show different things than always the same Judeo-Christian right, kind of right, right. thing, which is which is fine. But, but it's, it's done in such an yeah, that such an clumsy, overt way that it's just like you're like, ugh, this is actually making me hateful, you know, towards this product rather than right. And so that's what I feel a lot of times that's going on, you know. But anyway, that that posting alone, like it devolved into uh, a, a fiasco. Fiasco. That's right? exactly the word. <laughs> and did what pissed you off about it? Did anything that like did was there anything about it that made you mad? Oh, it was just such nonsense. Just everything about it <laughs> bothered me. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't read everything about it, but I mean, there was uh, people saying that they're complaining about the author being a whiny MRA. What's that? What does that mean? MRA. Men's rights activist. A whiny men's right activist? Yeah. Okay. That's what... Um, it's like a feminist... Like, some feminists will use that term as an insult. Like, with the... Kind of like on the same level as mansplaining and that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you defend anything that has to do with a male perspective or uh, anything that doesn't support, like, a very militant kind of third-wave feminist point of view, then you're a, like a men's rights activist. Okay. It's like calling you like a, a member of the Flat Earth Society or something like that. Jesus. Which I'm a proud card carrying <laughs> member. If you, I was gonna say if you're not, then it's yeah. sounds it's right up your alley, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally right up into your two dimensional alley. Totally into that <laughs> one dimensional alley. <laughs> but it's it's uh it's interesting. It really it fascinates me what happens to people when you put them in social media. It really. Yeah, I guess I guess the 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 main thing about it is that um, you end up having most people have the common sense to not participate in those are terrible Facebook arguments. Mm-hmm. Uh, trademark, trademark. Uh, but what you end up having is people on extremes arguing back and forth between each other. And it, it's never fruitful. It serves no purpose. It yeah. serves absolutely no, no the, purpose. The, like, the, they're the, both completely nonsensical. And, and the, like, the people who are so-called uh, you know, moderate are the first to go, right? Yeah. They just, so there's like 99% of the population that would never engage. They might see it come up on their feed, but they're not going to engage. And nor should they. But there are people who are, you know, a jaded enough to to get involved or that's their that's their milieu and like they're gonna go in and they know that they've got a couple of people who are gonna back them up and like their comments and the 
ridiculousness. Is... They start yelling out the slogans. Oh, that's yeah. what kills me, man. Is 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 or when they run out of shit to say, like the extreme types, then they start uh, like brick walling you with links yeah. to what some other person said. Because they're trying to support something. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. you click on a link and it goes to somebody who just confirmed their views, but as a has no other. It's almost credibility. as if like they're dragging. It's like an old school way of dragging in your friends to an argument. Like, yeah. look, this person agrees with me. You agree with me, right? Right. right. It's like, you know what? I don't have time to educate you. So here are those five links. Like that attitude? Yeah. Here are those five. You know, here, just l- read everything on this link and get back to me when you've uh, when you've leveled up. Okay, buddy? Like it's just so, it's so patronizing and small and, and childish to do that. And and I know some of the people, like, of course, I know all the people that, that responded on the, the, this. And some of them I respect. And I'm like, I don't know you. Uh, I don't know this side of you. Yeah, I mean, and they would never treat you that way face-to-face. I doubt it. Right? They're just grandstanding online in order... And using, like, basically standing on your back in order to do it, right? Yeah. Like, they're scolding you or your friends in, in public in order to assert something about themselves. Right. In a very patronizing way. It's totally self-serving it's 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 small it's it's petty and it's downright it's just mean yeah and i don't understand well where i think maybe the internet uh, if you're or the facebook environments or social environments they they might lull you into this attitude without you realizing it until somebody tells you hey you know you're being kind of a dickhead and you're like oh yeah shit yeah well i don't talk to people this way in real life right right but it, it amazes me how prepared some people are. It's like they've got their nukes ready to go. They're just waiting for someone to post an article where they can get self-righteous. And the only thing worse than that type of person, the the, the warriors that are ready to, to draw blood, are some people who you get the impression that they've been broken in. Like, like they're at, just repeating rhetoric. Like at some point they might have said, well, uh, if I respectfully disagree and um, could we perhaps make a distinction between feminism and third wave feminism, which is kind of out of control. Right. And the difference rather, between right. Muslim and, and an extreme But somewhere Muslim. they got laced on, on some message board, they got skewered. And now they just trump it out. Like they just like, well, you know, Jason, um, uh, I, I just think uh, you should uh, check your privilege, and they start get, like feeding you all of these, you know, like somebody's beaten them and given them like the next time you talk about this, you give these responses. Am I clear? Yes, yes, ma'am, yes, yeah. ma'am. And then, yeah, that's even sadder to see somebody that you know in real life, a friend of yours, is yeah. going to send you a fucking public Facebook message to say check your privilege. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, send me a private message. Call me on the phone. Tell me, like, come over. I'm out of line. Yeah, come over. Let's have a beer and talk. Don't tell me on the on Facebook in public to check my fucking privilege. Yeah. To try to show me up in front of everyone. Yeah, and fuck then, you. But then end your your end your your post in some passive aggressive like. But you know, it's a free society. Smiley face, smiley face, thumbs up. Well, because they don't want to really offend you. Right. But right. they shouldn't get away they're with willing that. To, they're willing to, 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 to express their concerns. There should be fucking consequences. They, they don't want the consequences. I think, that's, I think that's probably worse than actually going full on into it. You know? Yeah. If you have an opinion, back it up and tell me I'm wrong. Sure. Don't, don't. Or don't 
give me this self-righteous shit when I know you and I've been around you and I've heard you say other things that if I repeated here in this forum would go a long way towards discrediting you and and humiliating you uh, and and showing up what a phony you're being at this moment. Like, don't do that to me. Don't fuck with me. I know you. You know, don't, don't act like I don't know you. Yeah. We're not strangers that are just you know arguing on a twitter hashtag right you're on my fucking fr- uh, facebook yeah you've been like, in my I, house i know you yeah you've been <laughs> in my house you know my kids like <laughs> yeah all this shit you're gonna tell me to check my privilege yeah fuck you and i think if 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 there were more consequences and shutdowns online i think uh, people would 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 step in line it's all this identity politics stuff you know yeah it's not about what you say it's about who you are Right, right. You know, you know. We're not talking about ideas anymore. It's it's about just attacking you, your brand as, as a person. You know, it's yeah. ad hominem attacks. Yeah. At the same time, I, I'm a very frustrating person to come after online because um, I won't take the bait ninety percent of the time. <clears throat> or if I believe something, I'll still argue it, even though you may have just paid, you know, you know brick walled me with links, and you've got three or four people liking every every one of your little ragey posts i'll still tell you what i think and i'm frustrating for those people because my counterpoint is never fully the other side that they are armed to fight immediately Mm. i never have an extreme counterpoint i'll say like i see this and this and what you're saying and it makes sense but i think this part to me is problematic i'll never say you're wrong like to me the arrogance of saying you're wrong to someone Mm. as opposed to I disagree, and I'm sorry, but the evidence I'm looking at, it doesn't support your version of the facts. Well, yeah, because it's an opinion, and opinions can't be wrong. Right. Right? But you may, in fact, have the facts on your side, but still saying it, stepping on someone's throat, especially when you're supposed to be their friend, Hmm. uh, under the guise of, we're just having a conversation here uh there's something sinister and fucked about it that i don't like yeah it's twisted it has to do with attacking the person themselves whereas like the number one rule of debate club is that you don't you don't attack the person you attack you you discuss the idea right it's not like you're wrong it's like oh i disagree with this idea that you've brought up and here are the reasons why yeah and i welcome your counterpoint Right? right, as opposed to, well, you don't have the right to say that, Jason, because you come from this particular you <laughs> this know, background or whatever. whatever. Like you're this gender, or you're heterosexual, or you're whatever. Right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that's the thing too. Is that the reason why most people don't get into arguments to begin with online is because it becomes uh, a place for um, hurt people to avenge themselves or try to avenge their cause or themselves or their insecurities rather than actually talking about the subject it's about them like you said right they want to feel like they're on the they're standing the what is it history is on their side mm-hmm. rather than we're actually this and it's not so simple and it's a gray area like they don't want to hear that they want to hear like no you're wrong and this is the right thing and i'm on that train right love me <laughs> it's like righteousness thing. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's 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 a weird, it's a weird symptom of uh, current day events. I don't know what it is or when it'll end, but it's it can't end soon enough. For you me. think it's because um, 
things like Facebook and Twitter are allowing people to talk more often, more frequently. Whereas before in an old kind of society, it was something like, oh, you'd only get into a group kind of situation when you had maybe six people over. I think internet gives people the impression that they need to chime in on everything. Yeah. Because there's a comment uh, thread or option on everything that gets posted. And the, the media and the companies feed on that user content to generate ad revenue and all this other stuff. I think that's the problem is that everybody feels like they need to chime in. They can't just read a fucking article and go like, oh, yeah. that sucks. I'll talk about it with Richard on the bus I mean, later I, I, today. I think, they yeah. have to like formulate some sort of politically correct fucking the, statement. I think another thing is is that it's or troll connecting people that shouldn't be connected. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> right. Like the, like the crazy mutual, person yeah. at the bar is now has the same voice as the Pulitzer Prize winner. Well, and and even and he's not, hooked into and even, every crazy person and even in not, every bar. Even not to that extreme, but everybody has mutual friends or or friends that they wouldn't actually get like put into the same room as say another of their friends. Yeah. Like yeah. I like Gary and I like Adam. But I'm never going to put Gary and Adam in the same room. Because I love them. Because I love them. Right. And they're just too different. I get along with either of them. But, but they would not slit at the same each other's time. throats. Yeah. And then Facebook. Guess what? You get 900 of your friends together. That's something that doesn't happen. And mm. up it almost to this feeds point, off of hasn't that. happened. It almost the, 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 the comment sections feed off of right. the wrong people being right. there together. It's, it's always the wrong people being in the same thread. Right, and then like within five comments, the guys with the uh, American Eagle f- flags in their oh, profile pics or the, show or, the, up. or like the the Paris, you know, the Paris uh, uh, overlay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, listen, man. Uh, thanks for coming out again. Thanks for having me. I had uh, a good time. Um, I hope uh, this. I'm really looking forward to this project of yours. I'm I'm looking forward to sharing it. I think I'm it's really going to be pleased. awesome, I'm and really I love all your pre. I haven't seen anything from you that I hated. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's a big deal because I'm I'm well, thank you. I'm easy to. He hates everything. Yeah, I hate yeah. everything. <laughs> no, but I, I I'm I think I didn't I don't necessarily get or understand or appreciate everything you do, but I know that it's and I'm totally fine with that. It, I know that's why I like it. Yeah, but I never got the sense that you were bullshitting me or anyone else like well, i always felt you. like you were doing something that you believed in and that's all i need to feel when i watch something is that somebody believed what they were doing here even if it's about a topic that doesn't you know uh, if it's about the accounting crisis of 73 like i couldn't give a fuck but if the person you know you give her you yeah. give her and i like that yeah. Yeah. so cool. good luck with that again thank you for having me Great, time. man. Is there a, where can we see? I, I know. Uh, by the way, congrats on the Carnivore. I got yeah, it, won good an award. success. I'm really pleased with it. Yeah. Uh, where did which award did it win? It won uh, a best short film award at the uh, Canadian International Film Festival. Fucking which a, is man. A, which is a little weird film festival in Vancouver. So. It's 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 incredible. It's awesome. Yeah. And it got picked up and then selected yeah. by a bunch yeah. of bunch yeah. of places, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It got into a bunch of a uh, bunch of festivals in New York. Uh, one in. Uh, uh, an online one and the one in uh, Vancouver, which is well, you're exciting. you're a talented man, and thank I, you. I really like. I know. I know. It's just a matter of time before. Let's uh, let's, let's hope. 
before I'll have to start blocking out news about you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. be too much. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I, I, I'm really glad that you're doing well. And uh, yeah, you, you, you can come back to the show anytime. I'd love to be back. I know Richard's a fan. Cool. Always a pleasure. I'm down. A trip around the sun and you do it all again I only guarantee you got in this life It's light until it's dark and you live until you die Singing fire in the hole Spoil in the holler, pocket full of coal Slurry in the water When I die, don't put me underground Just throw me on a coal train heading out of town Singing fire in the hole Bold in the holler, pocket full of coal, slurry in the water.